Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday, December 11th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. I got to mention myself and Cole Sheldon, we did the full UFC 245 preview yesterday, so definitely go back and check that out if you missed that podcast from yesterday. Broke down every fight in that card. Man, that card's sick. I'll be there Saturday night in Las Vegas. I cannot wait for that card. It's going to be a good one. If you guys are going, let me know for sure. Try to meet up with you guys. Um, couple of things to talk about today. Not a ton of news, but uh, definitely a few things worth mentioning. We'll start with Dana White. He did an interview with BT Sport ahead of UFC 245. And one of the questions the interviewer asked was, uh, what's going on with Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov? Is there a rematch possibility? So I watched the interview, and first off, like, the interviewer, he's like, is Conor versus Cerrone official? Like, isn't that known? I don't, I don't understand how uh, someone interviewing Dana White couldn't know that that fight is obviously already official. So it was kind of weird. But anyways, uh, he, Dana confirmed that fight's official. He confirmed Ferguson versus Narogamayev, which we knew already. So again, like, you got to do your research before you interview people, especially when you're interviewing Dana White. I don't know how that guy uh, didn't understand that those fights were have been made official for a while. But anyways, uh, Dana White said that if Connor beats Cerrone and if Habib beats Ferguson, there's a chance we could see the rematch. So that's obviously not going to be the news that Justin Gaethje wants to hear and the other contenders at 155 want to hear, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I still feel like Connor might be chasing that Masvidal fight because I think he is one of the bigger f- names right now in the sport, and that's a big fight. But I think all of us for a long time have thought that Connor versus Habib 2 would be a fight that makes sense just because it's such a, a big fight as far as money goes. The first fight did blockbuster pay-per-view numbers a rematch would do big numbers as well so does connor deserve it if he beats cerrone no especially since he's at 170 you got gaethje knocking guys out left right and center at 155 like he deserves that shot but again money talks justin gaethje hardcore fans love him do casual fans know just justin gaethje is i don't i don't know i'm not sure he might be my favorite fighter ever you know the guy's super exciting i think he might be most of you guys favorites as well but if you're the ufc do you give that title shot to to Justin Gaethje, or do you give it to Connor? You probably give it to Connor. So Connor McGregor is going to position himself really well if he beats Donald Cerrone. He just has to beat Cerrone, and then 155 or 170, he could get title shots at either weight class. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, there has to be two things that happen here. Connor's got to beat Cerrone, and Habib's got to be Ferguson. That's not a sure thing either. That's a really tough fight for him too. So if those two things happen, there is a chance we could see Connor versus Habib before the end of next year. Um, but there, there's no sure thing in the sport, and those two guys have to win their fights, and there's there's no guarantee that's going to happen. But, yeah, I'm just not surprised by Dana's comments. I don't think anyone could be. And, uh, yeah, you got to feel bad for a guy like Gaethje, but at the same time, money talks, and the UFC knows that McGregor-Habib 2 is a big money rematch. A couple other things to talk about here. Alima Leigh McFarlane, she will be defending her title next week against Kate Jackson in Bellator. And she is a teammate of Liz Carmouche, as we talked about yesterday. Um, they're good friends. But interesting thing was Liz was actually on Ariel's show the other day, and she said she would fight Alima Lane. She says they've talked about fighting if it was for a title. So that's interesting. And I think a lot of us assumed they wouldn't fight. But she's like, you know what? We beat each other up in gym. Why not fight? Which is good to hear. I actually like hearing that. And now Lima Lay has gone out on the record and said she did a bunch of interviews yesterday. She said she would fight Liz if it's for the title in Bellator. So that's a fight that could happen, and that's an interesting fight if it does happen. Now, the funny thing was about Lima Lay, she did an interview with Junkie yesterday, and she wasn't misquoted. She just said something that didn't come off very, very well, and she said 
she wants to lose her belt to Liz Carmouche. She's like, I want to lose my belt to Liz. And later on, she went on her Twitter and said that basically she didn't know, she, she didn't phrase it the right way. She meant like, if she would lose her belt to anyone, she'd rather lose to Liz than anyone else. But the way she said it was, I want to lose my belt to Liz. And <laughs> you gotta see the comments from people and I can't blame them. They're like, that's the weirdest thing a fighter's ever said. Like who wants to lose their belt? Super weird. So she wasn't misquoted. She just, she misspoke and that happens. I've <clears throat> all of us misspeak all the time. So, you know, kind of feel bad for it. I can't blame the MMA websites for running with those headlines though. Honestly, I, I would have did the same thing. So she just chose her words better, but again, most of us misspeak all the time, but yeah, it does look like that fight could happen guys. So it's an interesting matchup. I, I do think Alima Lay wins this weekend, next week, I should say Liz seems very likely to sign with Bellator. Alima Lay is her good friend that she's put a good word in Bellator. Uh, has Scott Coker, and they have Virch Chu. Both those guys used to work for Strike Force. Liz used to fight in Strike Force. She has a good relationship with them. It just makes a lot of sense. It's a really good fit on paper. They do a lot of events in California. She's from California, lives there in San Diego. So it makes a lot of sense. It's a good signing. And uh, if that fight does happen, I mean, I would have to obviously favor Lee Malay. She's undefeated. She's a really good fighter. But Liz Carmouche has that grinding style that can give a lot of fighters problems. She could potentially give Alima Lay some issues. They have trained together extensively, so they know each other's weaknesses and strengths. And again, I would pick Alima Lay, but it is an interesting fight. I got a comment here, Bay won. Habib says he don't want to fight with him, beat him again. You're right, buddy. You're 100% right. Habib said that he wants Conor to get 10 wins before they fight. And uh, obviously he's exaggerating there, but yeah, I, I don't think he's interested in that fight. He wants to fight Tony's fully focused on Tony. His father says that the training camp's going really well. So that fight's going to happen next, as we know. But Honestly, money, money talks, man. The UFC usually gets what they want. So if the UFC wants to do the rematch, they'll get the, they'll get what they want. Uh, a couple other things here. Uh, Anthony Smith, he was speaking yesterday and or a couple of days ago, and he called out Glover Teixeira. And that's a good call out. If you look at UFC light heavyweight division, there just isn't that many guys uh, available right now for, uh, for Anthony Smith to fight. He's already beaten a lot of the guys or he's fought them or they're booked. So... The one guy in the top 10 who hasn't fought yet, who's free, who doesn't have a fight, is Glover Teixeira. Great call-up. Makes a lot of sense. Glover is coming off a nice little win streak here. Anthony Smith says he has a lot of respect for him. He actually spoke about a fight back in the day. It was I think it was 2013, if I'm mistaken, or maybe 2012. But Anthony Smith had fought uh, Antonio Braganetta in Brazil. He lost that fight. That was his first fight in the UFC. He was cut afterwards, came back, and he's become a beast since then. But he said that uh, he had... He really was struggling in the airport to to uh, to communicate with the Brazilians, and he said Glover Teixeira had helped him out, uh, try to get him uh, through the airport, and and he said he's always respected the guy, and he said that the call was nothing to do with disrespect. He just he respects Glover, and that's why he wants to fight him, and he also believes that Glover deserves a main event now after these last couple wins. Yes, they have both a common opponent there in uh, Gust in uh, Gustafson, and Glover obviously got knocked out by Gustafson, and Smith submitted him. Also, also, they both fought John Jones. They both lost decisions to John Jones. But you know what? It's a fight that makes sense. Smith is number three ranked guy, and Glover's ranked number nine. So they're kind of far apart in the rankings. But again, if you look at the top ten in the UFC lightweight division, everyone else is either booked, they're already they've already fought Smith and Glover, or they're not available at the moment. So this fight makes perfect sense. I really like the call by Anthony Smith. This is actually the fight that I was thinking about myself. So this fight makes a lot of sense. Anthony Smith's a very intelligent guy. And uh, I definitely feel like the UFC is a very good uh, opportunity here to book this fight. And Anthony Smith said he wants it to be a main event or a fight night card. Again, makes a lot of sense. Don't know what uh, card that would be. Possibly UFC Brasilia, though. They, they do need a main event for that card in uh, in March. 
So Smith versus Glover, five rounds. That, that's a fight that I would watch. Just one fight announcement here. It's a flyweight bout at UFC Rio Rancho. Raleigh and Paiva against Mark De La Rosa. I should note that uh, Mark De La Rosa and his wife, Montana De La Rosa, will both be fighting on this card. It's the first time in UFC history a married couple is fighting on the same card. It's very, very cool stuff. I believe Mark Raimondi was the one who uh, mentioned that anecdote. Mark De La Rosa, 2-3 in the UFC. He's 11-3 overall in his career. He struggled a little bit lately, uh, coming off back-to-back -back losses to Alex Perez and Kai Kara France. But those guys are pretty solid fighters. Uh, he also lost to Tim Elliott, and then he has wins over Joby Sanchez and Elias Garcia. Overall, a solid fighter, but, you know, I feel like uh, he's had some tough matchups in the UFC. He really hasn't performed that great. And then you got Raleigh and Paiva, 18-3 record. He is 0-2 in the UFC, lost to Kai Kara France. They have a common opponent there. And he has a win over Rogerio Bontorin, who's a really good fighter as well. So this guy's coming off a bad loss. It was a really nasty cut, but he is a solid fighter. Very interesting fight here. I don't know. It's a tough one to call. I, I guess... I guess a lot of people would favor Del Rosa. I personally have been a little bit more impressed with Paiva. You know, he had that long win streak and then he lost at France, but it was a close fight. So I guess I would lean a little bit toward Paiva. I just think he's still slightly a better fighter, but very close fight, interesting matchup. I mean, uh, I like the matchup. That card looks pretty good. And uh, that's in February. So UFC rearrange him, keeps getting new fights. And that's the only other fight announcement that I had to make today. I know Bellator announced a few other fights, but really nothing uh, notable. Curtis Bellinger's getting an opponent. Some guy I've never heard of should crush him. That's about it. All right, guys, short show today, but I definitely wanted to get that news out of the way. So thanks again for tuning in. Check me on Twitter at Podcast and MailsBreaker.com is my home and the podcast home. You can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, a bunch of other places. So definitely check the podcast out there. And also check me out at BJPen.com and MMARatings.net. Guys, once again, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the podcast. Have a great day, guys. I'll see you later. Bye.